0: Hello. Thank you for joining us for another episode of This Week in AML. I'm John Byrne, chair of the AMLRS Advisory Board.
1: And I'm Elliot Berman, our creative director. We are excited to welcome you to the This Week in AML podcast. Where we explore key news and developments in the
0: global financial crime prevention community.
1: Hey John, how are you this week? Elliot, How are you doing? I'm good. So um, you're still out uh, at the Missouri Bankers' uh, BSA AML and compliance conference, aren't you?
0: Yeah, we just finished up um, in the Ozarks, and uh, people like to make jokes about the the streaming series uh, Ozarks uh, because of the money laundering component. Uh, also, not that great getting uh, getting signals, but yeah, we just finished up, and obviously, uh, the BSA AML conference focused locally on uh, issues that are challenging the community bankers here. I just wanted, before we talk about some of the other issues, just wanted to mention a couple of quick things. Uh, a regulator panel uh, of uh, local regulators, FDIC, Fed, very complimentary of the bankers here, saying that their BSA programs are fairly robust and strong. They did caution them, though, because there's been pressure on many banks to make more revenue, to be cautious regarding product delivery, but for the most part, they were very complimentary. And then they were panel from the uh, U.S. Attorney's Office in Eastern District of Missouri. And those folks uh, continued to talk about the value of SAR data and SAR filings for their investigations, 2 to 3,000 a month that get filed in the Eastern District that they review each and every one. And they sort of reminded the bankers the importance when they spend a little extra time in the narrative uh, to give them some direction because that does help speed up investigation. There's several other things been going on uh, in the in the U.S. regarding AML in our community.
1: Right. So uh, one of the things that um, uh, I saw was uh, a press release about uh, uh, from Treasury about some testimony. Well, yeah, Treasury did a couple things. Obviously.
0: And one of them was that Rosenberg testified, uh, I believe, in the Senate side and what Treasury was doing. So she talked a lot of instructive of where we think FinCEN is on some of their priorities. Right. So the Corporate Transparency Act, he talked about the Beneficial Ownership Database, uh, that that is a priority that should be unveiled fairly soon. though it didn't give a timeline. New disclosure for real estate. Uh, obviously, they've done an RFI on, on the real estate industry. And then um, uh, pursuing more information on the illicit risk by investment advisors. So uh, I think all those things tell us that, that those
1: are sort of next up uh, for FinCEN and the Treasury Department. Yes, yeah, so and those are all things that you and I have talked about. We'll continue to talk about both the importance of and where we in the U.S. sit compared to other countries under the FATF uh um, expectations. So
0: there was a request for information uh, that I think you have highlighted on digital assets.
1: Yes, um, and uh, also some uh, additional uh, comments from coming out of the Treasury about the uh, moving forward with further exploration of a central bank digital currency in the. US. Um, I also saw and I, uh, I think you did too, An interesting article posted by uh, ProPublica, which is a nonprofit uh, newsroom that investigates abuses of power. That's how they self-describe. But they published an article about human trafficking's newest abuse forcing victims into cyber scamming. Right. right. You get a chance to see that?
0: I, I, I did not. I just saw the headline of it. So can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah. So it's very interesting. This is mo- a lot of this is happening in Asia and a lot of it is centered in Cambodia. Or at least the victims end up in Cambodia. They're not all Cambodian citizens, but they end up in Cambodia. Um, and there are scammers that are running a scamming industry and they are populating their call centers and um, Uh, WhatsApp centers and things like that with people who have been, who are being trafficked, who've been kidnapped uh, and moved to these um, scamming centers. Uh, Many of them are, you know, described in the article as being right out, you know, visible and they don't have a sign on the side, but visible buildings, it's not like they're hidden in a warehouse district all the time and things like that. Although they are clearly uh, uh imprisoned these folks are clearly imprisoned and enslaved um but they are uh being forced to perpetrate uh romance scams and other scam uh investment scams targeted both at the us and around and uh, other countries around the world and um it's clearly um terrible conditions for these folks um, and um, and it's really a brute force effort in terms of what the scammers are trying to accomplish. Their hit rate uh, can be very low, uh, but the success when they do have a hit can be very high. Um, and it's a it's a it's a very gruesome tale. They're, they have some uh, they have information that was uh, uh, obtained from people who escaped uh, and uh, some. There's a section in the article that has some very gruesome photos that are actually behind a, a black screen with a, you know, a warning uh, before you click on it so you don't just wander into seeing um, photos of right. people who've been tortured and things like that. But, um, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, human trafficking, right. uh, forced labor and sex trafficking and that kind of thing. But this was the first time I'd seen. I guess I wouldn't quite call it white-collar crime, but you know, crime that isn't um, uh, of a physical nature that the that the victims are being forced into. So uh, we'll link to that uh, that article on our uh, on our post um, on the website, and I would I'd recommend it uh, for people to read. Um, and also to think about when they're identifying human you know, frauds, um, if they get information about, um, you know, from the victim and are reporting the fraud, if, um, if, they end, if they end up getting any kind of insight into the fact that the calls, you know, were coming from uh, certain parts of the world, not uh, you know, to include that, uh, both to help, uh, help the authorities track down the fraudsters, but also uh, to add to the information that may lead to uh, uh, cutting down on this human trafficking uh, disaster.
0: All right, just another element, unfortunately, of that horrific crime, and we'll be doing more on uh, human trafficking later in the year in a webinar. So um, a lot of that, just real quick, because of uh, the human trafficking aspect of it. The, um, uh, we had a presentation here about elder abuse and uh, in terms of cyber is particularly on the rise. So, you know, and I think part of that's pandemic, you know, people being on their own, that sort of thing. So it's just another element. Some of it is elder abuse, but some, some of it now is, is, is um, you know, cyber scams particularly for people over over 50 um so uh I, I thought that was interesting all sorts of things going on in that space but particularly now cyber are just another tool to use to uh commit um, criminal acts uh you know against individuals
1: yes uh i think as a community you know uh, something we can continue to do in that space is not only the any required reporting but equally important is um Training, you know, offering customers training or information, you know, warning kinds of material, uh, whether it's with interactions in the lobby for those customers that are still coming into the lobby or through the call centers or even statement stuffers and things like that, which I know are very old school, but, you know, ways to to alert our clients, uh, particularly those of us of a certain age, which John, I think you and I now fit into, um, whose computer skills may not be great, but who have assets. And so, you know, are ripe targets for cyber-based uh, frauds and elder abuse. That's right. And I want to apologize to folks in case
0: some of the sound wasn't great on this. Uh, we, we, we tried our best this week. The connections are not, uh, are not great, but uh, that's it on my end. Elliot, anything you want to
1: promote? Uh, two things. One, um, uh, next Thursday, the 29th, we're doing a uh, uh, the monthly webinar on ESG and the risks in the financial services world related to it. Um, it's at 12 noon Eastern time and you can register on the website. And then in October, uh, I think it's on the 27th, we're going to do uh, a webinar that will uh, update where we are on AMLA 2020, the regulations and the studies. Um, uh, Obviously everything isn't done, but we're gonna roll everybody forward. So uh, they should, with a really good discussion uh, so that we can all kind of level set coming to the end of this year and thinking about what still will be coming out and uh, impacting all of us in 2023. Sounds sounds good. Uh, Take care. I'll talk to you again. All right. Travel safely.